Welcome to Make Dance Fun, the podcast from Confetti on the Dance Floor that's all about adding fun, festiveness, and a little fancy to your dance studio. In each episode, we'll be sharing tips, tricks, and tools that have helped us run a successful business for almost three decades. I'm Becca Moore. And I'm Danny Rosenberg. Together, we own Rhythm Dance Center, where we are known for our fun and energetic atmosphere. In addition, we created Confetti on the Dance Floor to inspire dance teachers and studio owners through our fun products, creative ideas, engaging blog posts, and now this podcast. So let's get started and make dance fun. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 11 of the Make Dance Fun podcast. Today, we are sharing some fun photo shoot resources with you guys. As you know, we love doing photo shoots. So today we're going to share some of our top tips and ideas for you. But before we get started, we want to share another great review with you. This one is from Day Days, and she says, Becca and Danny are my friends in my head. They are my studio goals. I love this podcast because of the great ideas for what I aspire to have more at my studio. Fun. I want Becca and Danny to eventually have their own convention where I can sit in the front row and learn everything I can from them. But for now, this podcast is great. They walk you through step-by-step of how they do things and how to mix it up to suit some of your specific studio needs. I love that they are fellow Georgians and women. How could you not love them and this podcast? It's gold. Thanks for sharing your wisdom, ladies. Wow. (laughs) This is a great review. Thank you so much. Um, I'm not sure about the convention thing, but maybe... One day, you never know. Yeah. So um, don't forget to message us on Instagram or Facebook or email us at funbegins at confettionthedancefloor.com with your mailing address, and we're going to get a fun confetti prize in the mail to you. Yes. So, so nice. So over the last week or so, we've had several people actually reach out to us with specific questions about photo shoots. So we thought it'd be fun to share some of our top tips, like Becca said, and also some of the resources um, that we use with everybody here on the podcast. So to start, we're going to talk about some of the basic tips based on what we do when we're creating and planning for a photo shoot, whether it be for confetti or for rhythm. So the first thing we we want to talk about is your models. Most important is that you're using your own dancers. You have a pool of talent right in front of you. So it only makes sense to use those dancers within your studio. And they're going to be thrilled and grateful for the opportunity to represent you. So check out those those kids of all ages in your studio and um, start making note of who who stands out to you, who may have that personality that they just are drawn to the camera every time you have a camera in the studio. Um, I will say that one thing that we do, we're usually in a huge hurry when we're doing these photo shoots. We don't have a ton of time. So we usually do go to dancers that we feel are going to be able to really kind of improv through it and give us the personalities that we need within 10 minutes, because a lot of times that's the amount of time that we have to do a photo shoot. So, um, you know, I think looking for kids that are, that are, you know, they have like really outgoing personalities or, you know, when you say, okay, pose like a lion (laughs) or whatever (laughs) it is that your theme is that day that they're going to be able to like do that very quickly and make it happen for you. A lion may have been a random example, but (laughs) who knows? That just came out of my head. We've done that. It was one of the boys that we had with us, but we did do a lion. Um, Another thing to think about is making sure that you're thinking about diversity, whether that's diversity in age or ethnicity or their dance strengths based on what you're trying to promote. Um, it's super important to cover all cover all bases and make sure you're well represented. If you're, you know, working on a preschool preschool promotion 
you're probably not going to post a 17 year old doing a beautiful leap or, you know, at the ballet bar, you're going to, you're going to focus on the little dancers. So thinking about covering all your bases as far as diversity goes is super important. Um, communicate clearly with your models. Make sure that you have a release form that a photo release form that you will have them sign. Um, we have one that we've created as soon as we started confetti on the dance floor, we've pretty much used the same thing depending on who the photographer is and just change the photographer name up. But um, communicating with them and making sure that they understand they're going to have to fill that out before they show up is really important. And it can be basic, but it is important. Uh, make sure they know what they need, what what they should expect, um, what they maybe need to bring with them. I know that we generally, and Becca will talk about this, but we we do dress them for the most part the way that we want to. But a lot of times we'll have them bring basics just to wear underneath whatever we're going to put on them. Um, we make sure they bring their own makeup, um, shoe shoe options, and you know, a brush and that kind of stuff, just so that we're using their own supplies. Um, but just make sure you're communicating all that with them up front. Um, you're going to want to guide them as far as posing and doing what, having them do what you want to do. Most of the time, we get the best shots when the kids are moving and dancing and improving. Music is always great. As soon as you turn music on, they loosen up a little bit and the moving starts to become a little more natural. I think when you just give them a still, a still pose, a lot of times they're, it, takes a while for them to get warmed up to where they feel comfortable. So anytime you have them moving, you're going to get a more natural shot, I think. Um, and no matter, how, no matter how old they are or how good they are or how technical they are, they really do need direction. Some of our strongest dancers get on the, you know, in front of the backdrop. And I just, sometimes you just expect them to do what you want and, and, you know, fulfill that vision that you have. And it really doesn't work. Their feet might be beautiful and their leg might be beautiful, but you really do need to give them a little bit of direction. And like I said, putting music on, based on the vision that you have really does help them um, guide them in the direction. And then of course, our number one hint for a successful photo shoot is to throw a little confetti because you will 100% of the time get a natural smile, the real, real smile when you throw confetti, no matter what age, that is something that goes for the preschooler and honestly with the high schooler as well. The next thing we're going to talk about is your photographer. We use a professional photographer when we can, or when we know we're going to be using the photos for marketing materials or printing them out. But if it's just for social media or we're working within a budget, which we're always working within a budget usually, um, I usually do the photos. And I've also just done a ton on my iPhone. Uh, you can also see if you may have a parent that ha has a photography business and you could try to barter with them as well. We've done a little bit of everything when it comes to using a photographer. So I think you just have to find what works best for you. But I do recommend hiring a professional when you're really looking for the like great shots. And I know that for me, I love using a professional because I want to be in there. Like Danny said, I want to be directing and styling. And so on the days where I'm taking the photos, it's really hard because I'm trying to do everything. And as you know, you can't do everything. Yeah. So that's harder too on, on the other end, you know, if Becca's focused on taking photos, I am hoping that I'm getting the look the way it needs to be or styling the dancer or, but a lot of times there's no time for her to have input on that because we're, you know, she's busy taking the photos. So it is easier to have both sides of that if you can. And then for backdrops, we're going to talk in detail about this in just a minute, but there are so many options for backdrops. And I 
think that you can use just a simple, clean, solid colored wall that you may have in your studio already. Maybe a brick wall, maybe the outside of your building is a brick wall. Maybe you can find a painted brick wall. Um, we also use the large photo backdrop paper that comes in tons of colors. That's an easy way to get colors. Uh, you can find cool different walls outdoors, maybe in an industrial area or like a shopping area that might have some really cool spaces. I love a good fun mural wall. There's usually lots of those around and you can find some fun ones in your city. You can go to a park, you can go to a garden. Um, and then what we do a lot is we create our own backdrop based on the theme of what we're promoting. And then just to touch on lighting quickly, lighting is super important if you um, if you can and you have and you can be near a large window with a light coming in behind the camera, that's going to be ideal. Or if you can be outside as well and get that natural lighting. If you're in a darker space, again, that's where I would recommend getting a professional photographer to help you with the lighting. And then we have a few lights that we use occasionally if it's if it's in a, a darker space. And then I also just use apps sometimes just to make them brighter. Again, especially if you're just doing the photos for social media, you can make it work. You don't always have to have like the most amazing lighting setup. If you can do that and you have access to that, then great, but we can always make it work. We have, as far as the lighting that we use, we have a few lights that Becca mentioned that we use. Two of them are from Home Depot. They're literally yes. <laughs> lights on a stand. We sometimes have to cover them a little bit because they're a little harsh, but we also have a ring light. We bought one larger ring light and it is fantastic. We had no idea how great it was going to be, but it's saved us when, you know, even if we're near our window at our office space taking photos and it starts to get dark, that ring light completely changes things. Yeah, it's great. I think it's it's better when you're just using like one person in the shot. I think with the ring light, it's harder to get the light you need when you have a group. But I think for an individual, yes, like Danny said, that ring light is awesome. Uh, and then also for styling, for what they're going to wear and the props they're going to use. We have a huge collection of clothes and costumes and all sizes and styles that we've accumulated over the years. And um, if you've ever seen any of our behind the scenes, you've likely seen some of that. It's it's kind of insane. We went through a lot of it this summer and got rid of a bunch of stuff, but we still have a ton of stuff. Um, some are old costumes that we've repurposed. Um, we purchase things like, and sometimes we'll just purchase things when we're out and about and we see something we like where we're like, oh, that would be great for a confetti shoot. Uh, it just depends on what the campaign's for. And sometimes we do need to find some new stuff. But most of the time we end up just pulling from our closet. Like I said, we have a ton of stuff. We also ask the dancers to bring in certain things that they may have, because obviously a lot of times they have great stuff or, you know, and then it, obviously it will fit them and it belongs to them. We also use old costumes that may fit the theme of our photo shoot. Um, and... Yeah, I think that like using old costumes, honestly, that's one of my favorite things to do because I love so many of our costumes. So it's nice to be able to use them for something else. We also love using simple handheld props. Uh, anything from a banner to, you know, we always have like a little disco ball in a lot of our shots. Um, it could be a stuffed animal. It could be a balloon. It could be a pom-pom garland, like really anything. And a lot of times that too will help with your poses. If the kids have something to hold or focus in on that can kind of make them feel a little more natural as well. And then we always use accessories from headbands to scarves to jewelry, 
adding in some fun accessories can make your shoots fun and original. Yes. All right. So we're going to move on to some more specific resources for you guys. So like Becca mentioned when she was talking about backdrops, we use the seamless backdrop photo paper. Uh, If you're local or nearby the Atlanta area, we highly recommend professional photo resources, PPR. Um, This is where we buy all of our seamless paper. They stock pretty much every color of the rainbow. So it's really great. We just give them a call and we give them a heads up. We purchase it ahead of time and then we just swing by and pick it up. And it's really, really great. We do have to have a large SUV to slide it into, but it does work. Um, We typically purchase, or we always purchase, the nine-foot paper. So it's 107 inches by 36 inches is the size, which is pretty standard. And we use that for all of our photo shoots. Some of our favorite colors that we use are, and I'm sure you'll recognize them in all of our social posts, but the sky blue color, there's an apple, um, aspen there's a great, there's a couple of great orange colors, yellowy orange and orange. Carnation pink is definitely our go-to for a ton of stuff. Uh, Mardi Gras, thistle, which I believe is like a lavender color, and then the Arctic white. We always have several rolls of white stocked at um, at our office tea space. But it's really, really sturdy paper. It's good paper. Um, it doesn't really rip that often unless you have somebody with little tap shoes, usually little ones in tap shoes. Uh, you may get a little hole or rip, but those are easily fixable and you can always edit them, edit photos afterwards. But the paper is actually really, really great. And it comes on such a long roll that we can utilize it multiple times. And sometimes we're even able to roll it back up depending on how many footprints are on it. We can roll it back up and use it multiple times. Um, and if you are not local to the Atlanta area or anywhere near here, you may want to check out your local photo supply store. Just Google you know, photo supply stores in your area and see if they sell the seamless backdrop paper um, as you're probably going to find a better price locally than having to purchase it online due to shipping costs. And if you do need to ship, you know, online and find an online supplier, we've used backdrops express in the past and we had a really great customer service experience with them, but it does obviously shipping a giant roll of paper is going to cost you a little bit. And as far as hanging the paper, we have a photo backdrop stand that we use and it's basically two tripod stands and then a rod across the top that expands and we just put the rod through the roll of paper and it hangs from there we usually use clothespins or clamps to clamp them at the top so it doesn't keep rolling i was gonna say you can actually get legit clamps that you that (laughs) works for that we don't have those we use (laughs) clothespins you make it work with whatever you have yeah Um, but Anyways, those are the stands that we use. They're nothing super fancy. I will say that every time I put them up, I say to myself that we're going to invest in some better ones, but they work. They've worked for, you know, years now and we're continuing on to use them. But in addition to those, we sometimes we just cut the paper and duct tape the paper to a flat wall. If we know that we need, we have three backgrounds we need to do within a one, two hour photo shoot, rather than changing the roll out every time, we'll just cut a piece of paper and duct tape it to the wall, however we need to, wherever we need to, yes. and make it work. We've push pinned, we've duct taped, it works. Yep. Yep. You just make it work and it does. And then you can just edit the top of that out very easily. Okay. So to talk about where we get some of our um, photo shoot decor and our confetti, we love the Oh Happy Day Party Shop. They have great confetti, they have pinwheels, they have honeycombs, they have balloons, they have festooning, they have 
all kinds of really colorful, fun things. So we do get some things from them. Uh, You can also check out their blog and their Instagram. We've gotten tons of inspiration from Oh Happy Day. They're great. And then some of the ones that, I mean, we get a ton of stuff at just our local craft stores that you guys probably all have in your area, like Hobby Lobby, Party City, Michael's, Joann's, like those we, if we're doing a big shoot, we end up going to all of those, honestly, just to try to find, depending on what we're looking for. But, you know, everything from crafting supplies to fabric to pinatas, metallic curtains, balloons, all of those places have lots of different stuff. And I also think we use, like when we're needing to use fabric, a lot of times we just pull from leftover fabric that we've had from costumes and stuff like that. Because So that's can be a really good um, backdrop for you as well. And then Blick Art Supplies, that's where we usually get our large foam core pieces. And there's ones local for us. So we can just run in there and grab what we need to create. Um, Like a lot of times we'll use that foam core as a background for gluing pinwheels on or creating like when we in our craft episode, we talked about how we create all of the mosaic art, we use the large foam core, core pieces for that. And then we also obviously order things, you know, on Amazon, you can find Oh, my gosh, everything Anything. in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, so definitely Amazon is great, especially with Amazon Prime. If you need something quick, you can usually get that quick and um, all kinds of crafting supplies on Amazon. And then also Oriental Trading as well has some really inexpensive, affordable props and favors and decor. So that's a good thing. And then we also when we're looking for some things that are a little more unique, we may try vintage stores and just try to look for interesting or different props. Uh, You know, you can find so much good stuff there. I think that we're just always on the lookout. Like I said earlier, like, a lot of times we may find something when we're out shopping that we're not even looking for. And we see something that we're like, Oh, my gosh, that's really cool. And we'll a lot of times create a photo shoot or a theme around whatever that item is. So I just encourage you when you're out and about to keep your eyes open because the options are endless. Yes, they are. It is so fun, though, when we're randomly, like you said, not looking for something and we see something so cool. And then, of course, that gets in our head and we can't stop thinking about the next photo shoot or how we're going to use that fun thing. Um, Moving on, though, we're going to talk about uh, just a few backdrop ideas. These are things that we've done in the past that might spark some interest with you and may, you know, get your brain going on something you can do for your studio. So splatter paint is fun. Um, Taking it back to the 80s a little bit. Just taking a sheet, a white sheet or that white photo paper, cutting a big piece of it or even a small piece, honestly, and then splatter painting it with bright colors. Simple, easy. We did this for a shoot um, a few years ago and we took the paper out back behind our office, went at it with a bunch of bright colors, let it dry for about 30 minutes, brought it back in, duct taped it to the wall and it was fabulous. Um, Gluing honeycombs and pinwheels that you can get from your local party stores on a giant piece of foam board. We've done this. There's several photos you can find um, in our blog and our Instagram photos, but that's super fun. And it gives a nice colorful dimension. You have so many options as far as colors and patterns with the pinwheels. So that's always fun. Um, Purchasing metallic fringe streamer curtains and layering them, layering, layering the different colors. Those are always fun. You can get them at Party City. You can order them. The Oh Happy Day has a bunch of them. Um, But something as simple as Party City. They have a bunch of colors. They have short ones. They have long ones. And like I said, layering them or creating like a rainbow effect using them and doubling them up so they're a little thicker is always great. 
And it's fun to even do that hanging from like a pole and the kids could be behind it and pop through. That's exciting. Um, balloon garlands. I feel like we do a balloon garland for pretty much everything we do these days, but it's, it's fun and you can change it up a little bit, add different things to it, change the colors up. Uh, it's just something simple that kind of finishes off the look. Um, we've also taped balloons to a wall. We literally, one of our very first photo shoots is one of my favorite. We took all different shapes of balloons and colors and actually taped them to the wall, which has a really cute look to it. Again, giving it some dimension. A wrapping paper, we've taken a ton of wrapping paper, all different patterns, different colors, created different looks and patterns on a, on a wall with wrapping paper. We've done that a lot when we can't find exactly what we want and we don't feel like painting something, we'll just cover the wall with wrapping paper. That does rip easy, so you have to be kind of careful with that, but it does look good. And then Pinterest is your friend, as always. I mean, the options are literally limitless. Depending on what you search, put in that search bar, you can find almost anything on Pinterest. I also think that like over the past few years, I feel like all the craft stores have really upped their game as far as like metallic fringe curtains and stuff like that. You can find them in so many colors. Remember when we first started doing this, you could find, you know, Silver. Uh, silver. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. But now you can find them in so many colors. I also think that Etsy is a good place to search for backdrop ideas because there's a lot of crafty artisans on Etsy where they will create, um, you know, fringe backdrops for you if you're not a crafty person. And you can just order them from Etsy and get really good stuff from there too. So that's another idea. Okay, so moving on to some apps that we use for photo editing. Um, and also, I always prefer the paid versions of apps that I use because you're going to just get better options if you do that. But there are usually free versions of all of these as well. Uh, we I use Snapseed a lot for adjusting lighting and cropping. I use Color Story. They have some good filters. I use Canva. Canva is the bomb right now. It is so good. There's so much good stuff on there. I also just use my iPhone, like especially when I'm trying to do a quick post, I can just edit it just in the regular editing options that that they give you in iPhone. Obviously, camera on iPhone is great. Editing options are great. And then also just listen to episode seven, our Mac making it happen episode, because we share more in-depth details on some of our favorite editing apps there. So you can get some more um, info on that in that episode. Yes. Uh, now we're just going to talk about some general inspiration, where we find inspiration and hopefully where we can help you find some inspiration for your photo shoots. Um, I already mentioned this just briefly, but Pinterest. Pinterest is huge. I know we're not telling you anything you don't already know, um, but this is definitely one of our biggest resources. We use Pinterest for absolutely every project that we do. Um, it's We start with a Pinterest board. We were using it yesterday, something for rhythm, and it wasn't even a photo shoot, but it was just a project that we had to get done, and we were on Pinterest with it. All you need to do is type in your search bar, DIY photo backdrop, and you will find so many fun ideas. And then to dig a little deeper, add in the theme of whatever you're doing or other keywords like fun or kids or confetti or party into that search. And you'll be able to hone in on a specific ideas and then make them your own. We also utilize the secret board on Pinterest a lot. It's a feature that's they've had for quite some time, but it's it works great when you're still in the brainstorming phase of a project and you don't necessarily want the whole world or your whole dance world to see what you're doing. 
you can share it with just your team and continue brainstorming until you figure out exactly what you want to do. So that's always fun. And then sometimes we open it up and release it and people can see what we've been working on. Or, or a lot of times we just keep them private until the big project is out. Pinterest is a winner. Yeah, Pinterest is great. Another thing that we do um, that is great for inspiration is just taking photos, take photos a a lot, take photos of things you like. It can be a display in a store. It can be a dress. It can be a rug, shoes, flowers, set design, a sunset. I always like the challenge of, of asking you to do this for 30 days in a row. And then, I mean, like just to like take one photo, two photos a day of something that inspires you and then go back and look at them and then find a common denominator which photos can you not stop looking at? Like then use that for whatever your inspiration is that you're doing next. I found myself last summer, well, I always take pictures of flowers. Like that's just a thing. I'm just drawn to them. But last summer when we were doing our uh, confetti bloom symposium, I think that that's how we landed on the bloom symposium being flowery for our theme is that flowers were all over the place. We kept just seeing flowers everywhere. And like, I just noticed on my iPhone, like I was taking all these pictures of floor, floral prints and floral dresses and actual flowers. And that's where we ended up. So that can always be a good place for you to find some authentic inspiration by just taking your own photos of what's inspiring you and then going back and looking at that. Um, I'm just going to touch on a few specific sources of inspiration for us. Um, one is Studio DIY, and this is a fun DIY blog with lots of simple but unique ideas. Even if you don't end up creating her exact visions, you can t- totally find inspiration by reading and following her blog. Um, oh Joy is another great one. She's super, super creative and has a fun blog and lots of inspo. You can check out her photos of products, collaborations to get ideas on creating photo shoots as well. Um, Sugar and Cloth is yet another They're always creating really fun wall hangings, tablescapes, and other fun and colorful DIY tutorials that can be used in your photo shoots, or you can take that, you know, take that information and tweak it to make it your own. She has great photos, also has great photos from her own personal photo shoots that might help inspire you as well. So check those three out, Studio DIY, Oh Joy, and Sugar and Cloth. Yeah, and there's so many people on Instagram (laughs) to get um, inspiration from, I mean, You can go down a rabbit hole. You can certainly go down a rabbit hole when you start searching and one leads to another, to another, to another. Yeah. So just explore Instagram, explore Pinterest, find your own favorites. I also on Instagram, they have the save option, which I do that a lot. And you can kind of create albums there, which is one thing that I do like, and I do that for different cities that I'm in. And just for images that I like, whether it's something to do with home decor or florals or fashion or costume ideas. So when you do find something on Instagram you like, you can hit that little save button and create just a whole other area for inspiration for you there. And then I think just it's so important for you to find you in all this inspiration you don't want to just copy other accounts. Like it's great to be inspired by them, but all of your photos and graphics are going to be so much more authentic if they're coming from true inspiration and you're not just copying someone else's style that you really love. This is a process, but I think it's important to develop that as a, you know, as a creative business owner. I think it's so worth it to put in the time to develop your brand and your look. Yes, so true. Well, we hope that this was helpful and inspiring information for you to 
create your own fun photo shoot with your dancers in your studio. There are so many fun ideas and ways to make this happen, and we encourage you to do so. And as always, we are here to answer any questions that you might have if we can help you in any way. Thanks so much for listening today, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at Rhythm Dance Center and at Confetti on the Dance Floor for more inspo. Also, don't forget, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, and if you're enjoying it, we would love for you to give us a five-star review on iTunes. And if you leave us a review, your review could be selected to be shared here and we will send you a fun confetti prize in the mail. That's it for today. Thanks so much and have a great week.